Blog Talk Radio. Davina Shinsky, and you're listening to Live Without Limits, Dreams Come True with the Right Mindset. Today's presentation is 10 practical things that you can do to improve your communication skills. Tony Robbins has said, communication is power. Those who have mastered its effective use can change their own experience of the world and the world's experience of them. All behavior and feelings find their original roots in some form of communication. Miscommunications can quickly be death to any relationship. And you're likely to heard before that improving your communication is essential for healthy relationships. But how can you do that? Are there books or other tools that you can use? So in this presentation, we're going to dive headfirst into interpersonal communication and how you can improve your interpersonal skills. So let's start with the basics. Before I get into that, the first thing I'm going to talk about is We all have behavioral patterns that we communicate in. And what I I often use the disc. And the disc is the D, the I, the S, and the C. The D being the dominant personality who believes they can control anything in the universe. And when they talk to someone, they basically sound that way. If you have someone that has a high eye, then what happens? They are, are very good with being able to talk to anyone, whether they know them or not. And that person is very good at being able to do business in any setting. Then you've got the steadiness personality. And that person literally does everything by the book. They're the mediator. And then you've got the conscientiousness person. And that person questions everything, and they have to know all the answers before they make a decision. Now, here's the thing. We have all these behavior patterns within us, and some are our strengths. Some are our weaknesses, but when we're communicating with someone and we want them to really understand what we're saying, it's important that we understand their communication style and try to adapt to it because that way we alleviate a lot of the miscommunication. So what is communication? Good communication comes 
down to a variety of factors. And yes, it's up to both the message giver and the receiver to make communication effective. Essentially, healthy communication is the ability to communicate in a clear and honest way, helping you navigate conflict and convey your feelings all while considering the receiver's feelings. Yet, it's not just about what's being said. The listener should use active listening to receive the message being said. This means attentively listening to the message being conveyed and not thinking about a knee-jerk response. You want to first understand from there, you should reflect, then respond. And when you also can let someone know that you heard what they said by repeating some of the things that they told you. Sometimes the response involves simple acknowledgement. Other times it requires something a little bit more in depth. When it comes to down to it, being a better communicator is about improving your listening skills and improving your ability to express yourself to others. So let's look at how you can do all of that. So how do you improve communication skills? Interpersonal communication is called interpersonal communication because it's taking place between two people. Maybe you grew up in a family that was just bad at communicating, or you picked up some bad habits along the way. Regardless, it's always a good idea to brush up on your communication skills and remind yourself how to do so in a healthy and effective way. And it's important to, again, note it's between two people. Both parties involved have to be committed to improving communication, any relationship, to work. It's a two-way street, and it's also a two-way stress. Now, what, or rather, will, with that in mind, here are 10 ways to improve your communication. Number one, practice active listening. And Active listening, one way of letting people know that you're listening to them is the way you look them in the eye and the, the expression on your face and the way you are standing there. Because understanding that body language is very much a part of communication. So misunderstandings are all too common. Yet many of these misunderstandings could be well avoided by simply listening. And this doesn't mean listening and responding with first thing that pops into your head. It means active 
listening. Understanding active listening is so important. As previously stated above, this means looking to understand the message being said rather than just reacting. If you don't understand after some reflection, it can help to ask questions more, and we will talk more about that later. So take into account who you're talking to. Is it your mom, a mentor, a significant other? These differences matter. Well, that's because how you talk to each other is very different and not in the way that you think. Just because you've had a bad day, that doesn't mean you have leeway to say whatever you want to your significant other. They have feelings too, but knowing your audience can help you convey your message in a way that the other person will understand, which is undeniably important when taking or trying to solve a problem with others. So pay attention to your body language. If you're speaking nicely, but your arms are crossed and you're frowning, this probably won't come off how you intend it. Body language matters. In most cases, talking with your legs and arms uncrossed and maintaining a neutral expression can help navigate through and also avoid someone else from interpreting the opposite of your intention. For one thing, when talking about body language, and we just talked about whether your, your legs are crossed or open or whether your arms are crossed and open, because your words can be saying one thing, but your body can be giving a totally different message. This is why understanding body language is so important. And yet, this is something that so many people don't always understand, is how to interpret and understand that listening, the words you use, and the movement or the physical movement that you're giving. Because if you're sitting there talking to someone, it's one thing. If you're standing and talking to someone, it can also be one person can be sitting and the other person can be standing. And how you are reacting to it is how you determine how you hear things, and how you react, ask questions. Not sure what someone else meant. Are you making assumptions? These are good questions to ask yourself. Then once you have the answers, you want to probe the other person. So what did they answer? You'll want to ask them, what did they mean? 
when they said and say something that or what you're going to do here is reflect back to them what it was that they said that you misunderstood so that you can clearly understand it. So ask. Assumptions never help anyone. Now, this all goes back to communication and behavioral styles. Because remember, the conscientious person is someone who's going to ask questions. So that's a part of you as a child. Remember when you were a child and your parents would ask you to do something and you would go, why? Why? Because that was your way of learning and experiencing something. And a, a young child is open and they ask questions. And as they get older, their behavior patterns change slightly because they're, they're more astute. They under, things, understand things well, so they don't have to question as much. But here's the thing. They, it, who they are is always determined by not only their natural style, or the, it's, it's by the environment and the way, when they talk about nature and nurture, Nature is your environment. Nurture is how the parents treat them as children and respond to them age appropriately and even as they get older to respond to them age appropriately. To always understand that you have to realize where your child is at and try to talk to them in a in as their equals, because you want them to learn how to communicate by how you communicate with them. Think before you talk. Many of us are very reactive creatures, and if you tend to respond without thinking, this is your sign to take a breath. Acknowledge that you heard the other person, and take a moment to think about your response. This is also why it's never best to dig into conflict in a rush. Thinking over what you're going to say can help you course correct. This means that you can determine the possible outcomes. Decide what you want and the outcome to be and try to make the outcome happen through the words that you choose. The same goes for text conversations or email. Always read over what you're about to say before pressing send. And you know what? The thing about texting is that because the younger generation grew up texting, when they get in a group of people, they don't even communicate verbally. They're so used to texting that they can be sitting at a table, and instead of talking to each other, they will text each other. And if you look at a text, and 
This is why also people's spelling has gotten worse, because when you text, you, you don't spell out something, you will shorten it. And by shortening it, then you're losing the ability to spell. So what's happening is technology is a very important way of getting around things, very important way of communicating, but here's the thing. We need to build on communication skills. And before I go any further, I... When I first started doing my podcast 16 years ago, and I was at the time very active with, at the at the time it was known as Inscape Publishing, which was the assessment profiles, and which was the disc, the listening, the diversity, the and what I'm trying to think of is what is it? Is values and all of these things play in how we communicate with people. And yet, I remember someone that was put wanting to do a podcast and actually set up a podcast, but because he didn't think he had enough to talk about in communication, he didn't even do his podcast. The sad part is he could have been known as the communication expert today if he had done so. And yet, what did he do? He paid someone else $5,000 for the year to teach him how to build his business, and yet he had all the tools at doing so and didn't have to pay anyone anything. But because he was so enamored with the idea that here's a speaker that's been a little bit more successful than I am, so he is making a six- or seven-figure income, and I want to make – so I'll do what he said. And I've been in the industry over 30 years, and here I have people who come into the industry that are – 10 to 15 years younger than me, and they're still trying to teach me how to become a six- and seven-figure income earner and a speaker. And how would they make it their six- and seven-figures? Not by going to the public and speaking, but by teaching other speakers how to go out there and, and make a six- and seven-figure income. So remember, communication is so important, and you don't have to pay someone to teach you how to communicate, but you do need to learn the skills. So be specific. Generalized statements tend to confuse people. Thus, the more specific, the better. Instead of saying that thing, name the object. If you're recalling an event, be specific about when and where. Again, the more information, the better. At least, this is true in most cases. In some situations, being overly specific, such as during argument, can come off as blaming, which usually doesn't help with reacting to solutions or being a message 
across. So use this one wisely. Remain positive and optimistic. This is basically a rule of life in general. If you've ever heard of the law of attraction, you might know that most of the time you get what you put out into the world. If you're giving someone rude vibes, chances are they might be rude right back to you. Going in with positive positivity and optimism will probably give you the same back. So try it out. Many a times, I had a mother that many years ago, she would tell you she would do something if you would do something for her first. And then she would never do it. And I used to tell her, just remember what you give because that's what you're getting back. And it was like I was talking over her head because she didn't understand it or she didn't want to understand it. And there's a big difference in understanding and wanting to understand. Because if someone doesn't want to understand, then you can talk to them till you're blue in the face and they will still do what they want to do. Now, we've been talking about the laws of attraction. If you go back to when the self-help industry first started coming up with psychodrama and transactional analysis and look at what those modalities say, then you understand when John Atheroff put the secret out, he repackaged what was already out there and started calling it the laws of attraction. So it's not really a new modality. What it is is a modality where it's incorporating what has been learned in the past in psychology. So make eye contact. Eye contact is part of the whole body language side of things with good and effective communication. Yet you don't want to be giving too much. You want just enough to show trustworthiness and credibility. Generally, you want to maintain eye contact for about 50% of the time that you speak for about four to five seconds each time. Also, remember what happens to you as a child. Because if you have a parent that is constantly belittling you and constantly putting you down, then you end up with low self-esteem. And with that low self-esteem, it makes it hard to look at someone in the eyes and in the face when you're talking to them. And I can remember many, many years ago when after my father passed away and I was in college and my mother sold our sold the home that we were living in. And because I was going to the local college, I was living with her at the time. And I remember talking to someone and she pointed out to me that I didn't make good eye contact. Now, here's the two things. I have a disability where 
I have one eye that wandered out, and for many, and then they had to eventually do surgery to tie the muscle down so it wouldn't wander as much. And I don't focus on that side as easily. Also, making good eye contact is very important. <clears throat> and I remember being in a in in a in a in-person training session and it was to learn how to make eye contact with someone when you're speaking and they were told that when they felt that you were making eye contact with them they were to raise their hands well this is another way to get someone to help you understand when you are making eye contact and when you aren't this way, when you're talking to someone, you learn the skills that you need, understand where your eyes are looking when you're making good eye contact. Don't bring up past conflicts. This is mostly to do with disagreements, and you probably run into this one a few times before. When has it ever help to bring up past conflicts or disagreements? Basically, never. Stick to the topic on hand and avoid tangents. Tangents just confuse and muddle things. This is a big thing in relationships, and this is why it's so important that when, when you're hurt or when you're angry because something happened, don't let it fester. Talk to that person and work through it, because if you don't, then what? that's what causes major flare-ups and major disagreements in relationships, because relationships should be built equal footing, where there's each is getting what they need from the other and a way of building strong, strong relationships. Use what, use, when you blank, I feel blank statements. Meaning when, when you do this specific thing, uh, it, I feel hurt or I feel angry. So how are you letting someone know what it is that they're doing that's being hurtful and painful to you. Because once you have gotten through that, then it helps you deal with other situations. So this is another great communication technique when experiencing disagreements. Use this as your template to convey your feelings without blaming the other person. Rather, this is this indicates that the influence on how you felt, but it doesn't put full blame on them. Instead, it helps them understand what they've done that's hurt you and how to better build a stronger relationship with them when you need to, because it's so important to understand 
just how you can create strong relationships. And that is what, what we are talking about. So use effective communication techniques. So you've got 10 ways to communicate better. What else is there? Try using the seven C's of communication. Clear, correct, complete, concrete, concise, consideration, and courteous. The last one being so important because additionally practicing empathy can go a long way. And this means being able to understand and share your feelings with another. And remember, you can go to my website, and that's the number one, personalcareercoach.com, and you can sign up for individual coaching or group coaching. And I have several courses that you can take that will help you with improving your communication skills, one being listening, one being body language, and the other one being understanding good communication skills, because these things are so important in how you communicate with each other. And remember to go and build on your skills.